Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we've actually got a very special guest today. He won the 1983 Grand Final with the Parramatta Eels, and he's actually an OAM recipient. His name is David Lydiard. Thank you for joining us here today. Thanks, CJ. Thanks for having me on. No worries. I mean, so first of all, um, you've you got an OAM, which is the Order of Australia Medal, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, and you got it for yep. your work with Indigenous youth. What was it like to be told, you know, you're getting one of the highest accolades in Australia? I suppose I've been really fortunate, you know, with a sporting background and career. I played for 15 seasons, and then when I retired, I started a not-for-profit called NASCA, the National Aboriginal Sporting Chance Academy, and it's been going for... 25 years now and oh, been wow. in the lives of over 80,000 plus Indigenous youth all over the country. Mm-hmm. And then, and, I, and I'm not big noting, but I obviously got the opportunity to meet Bob Hawke in 1983 wow. when he, he presented our grand final medals. And yep. I stayed friends with him and sadly we lost him, but his um, sport and tourism minister, John Brown, and I become very close. John's a Parramatta Eels nut and he... He did the shrimp on the barbie with, with uh, Paul Hogan and yep. uh, he's, he's had a phenomenal life and still um, continues to kick on and he's been a massive supporter of mine. So he took me under his wing and he helped me put together a whole group of really high-profile corporate leaders. I, I had John Hardigan, who was the CEO of News Limited. Through Harder, I got to meet with the Murdoch and travel over to New York. Yep. John Simon, the Aussie Home Loans oh, trillionaire. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Richard Longies, David Donsky's good business partner. Richard's the chairman of Investec Bank. Corky and Brownie, um, Alan Jones, the radio broadcaster at Balmain Tigers coach and just retired now, stepped down from radio. Um, yeah, and I've had Len Luce as a major supporter for 25 years. They've been behind me helping me work with our young kids and Aboriginal youth and women and communities. Um, now, so it's been an amazing journey. Uh, it's been phenomenal. And, and, and I suppose it happened because I was fortunate enough to be picked up when I was 19 by a guy called Billy Rayner, who was a talent scout to come out and watch one of my games. And I won't swear on your podcast, but I got a phone call from Jack Gibson and Dennis Fitzgerald the next day. And Jack and the boys said he's known for Roy Lydia, bring your boots, be it Cumberland Oval at five o'clock. And I said, um, yeah, Nick off, not really. Yeah. But I said, said yeah, you, you can a bit swear worse than that. I just can't, just can't say the same word. So you're like, nah, fuck off. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Okay, so I said, fuck off. This is not Jack Gibson. And next, next minute, Dennis Fitzgerald is the band. And I thought, <laughs> David, David, Dennis Fitzgerald, here to see how the Panama Eels. I've gone, oh, um, <laughs> I couldn't hardly you're speak. Like, I've I just told your head coach to fuck off. <laughs> Jack, Jack Gibson, no one does that. But I turned up at Cumberland Oval on Tuesday with my boots and signed the contract for the Eels. I was 19 and um, obviously, you know, I won't believe the depth of the story, but walking into that dressing room and, you know, Sterling, Kenny and Cronin and, you know, some of that Hilditch and all that. Kenny, O'Reilly. everyone. Oh, mate, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, massive. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I, this is unbelievable. So, you know, I played in the, 80s, uh, the 81 grand final and got beat. In the under-23s, and I think we won the reserve grade grand final in '82, and then '83 won the you know the the um, premiership against Manly, um, which, which ended was pretty up, cool. Which became a, a team that you en- ended up playing with. What was it like yeah. going from you know winning against Manly and unfortunately losing against the Bulldogs in '84? But we won't mention yeah, that. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, going going <laughs> across to Penrith, back to Parramatta, and then finishing your career at Manly, a team that you beat in your fir- in your first first grade grand final. <laughs> 
Well, it was an interesting journey because obviously I it, it sort of was like that. I didn't really want to leave. John Maney took over as coach, head coach, and Jack stepped down. And um, we played in the 84 grand finals and that was tough to get beat 6-4 by the Bulldogs. And um, there's a different atmosphere back at the club than it was in 83, so as you can understand. But, um, you know, I really... I've got amazing friendships with those guys and still to this day, like it's now 40 years on and um, we have reunions every year with Eels. Um, we don't think it's going to happen this year because of COVID, which is sad, but um, we usually go to the Gold Coast to the casino and hang out for a few days and we usually go out and raise some money. It's it's still phenomenal that people still remember us and um, well, all the boys come up. Three-peat, like that's not happened... And except like that's not happened since, and it's the only chance that that for it to happen is this year with the Roosters, which I don't think the Roosters are going to get there. But it's yeah. it's, it's a legacy. Sorry, continue. Well, I ended up winning five in the end. I should have stayed because I would have played in the '86 probably. But um, that was to see Ray and Crow out. But um, yeah, we have the reunions, and we usually raise money for kids with um, autism or homeless, um, and a lot of people come to those events, usually at the Kira Hotel and, oh, wow. and on, in, on the Gold Coast, and uh, they get to have lunch with all the boys and have a chat, and everybody is, you know, those blokes like Kenny Sterling, Ella uh, Crane, played in played Australia. I was um, unfortunate not to, I wanted to, but obviously wasn't good enough. But um, but those boys are like just the most down-to-earth humans that you'd ever meet, you know, you wouldn't oh, think they really that they... Are. I've had the honour like, of... of... Of chatting to Peter Wynn, Brett Kenny, yeah. and, and, yeah. and a few other legends of that Parramatta 80s decade of dominance team. And as you said, they're just blokes. They're honestly the most down-to-earth men you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah 100%. So we've got, you know, lifelong friendships. I had dinner with Zip, Steve Ella, Gero, yep. Eric Grote, and Bert, Bert Kenny. Uh, just uh, a week ago, we, we had a chat and, um, you know, just to catch up and... Because we don't think the borders are going to open for us to get into Queensland, and we're thinking about maybe going to Byron Bay as a yeah. secondary. So we're looking. I think Wally's, if you had him on your podcast, um, he's been mainly the organizer that helps pull it all together. And um, so we've got it booked, but um, we haven't paid for it yet because I don't think it's going to happen because we usually go up at the, the end of November. So yep. um, it's just shame, really. But yeah, so I, you know, I end up. Going to the Panthers and playing under Tim Shanes for a couple of years, which what was, was like? pretty pretty good. Oh look, I'm, I grew up in Penrith and I tried to play. I tried to make it out of Penrith, but they only wanted to pick big blokes, and I wasn't a big bloke, so obviously um, I didn't get a chance then. But I ended up coming back and having a couple of seasons there, and uh, Greg Alexander, Brad Izzard, all those boys, Jeff Gerard, so yep. they were, um, pretty decent crew as well and I'm, I'm mates with all those blokes and uh, Guy went on to do great things and oh, on radio and um, Spud Carroll as well so and then um, you know, I ended up coming back to the Eels and having a couple of more seasons with the Eels um, and then went over to you know I was fortunate to go to England and play at Oldham yeah played for Oldham Hull FC and Hull KR what was it like playing yeah. for those, those crosstown rivals in particular with Hull FC and Hull yeah. KR <laughs> Oh, I've got a son in England and lives in Hull and, um, you know, he's uh, a family, a mad Hull FC supporter. So when I went back and signed for Hull KR, <laughs> they, 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 they just barely speak to me. You now, every time I talk about Hull KR, they give me a filthy look and stuff, but uh, they still live in Hull. But uh, yep. they're so they're, they're so competitive against each other and, 
you know, I, I was over there when Ezzy Hasler was playing for Hull FC and was we had some really bad weather. Was Sterlo playing back then or was that... No, Sterlo played at Hull FC and, they, and um, Brett Kenny was playing at Wigan and That's this is, right. you know, they ended up playing, Brett won the man of the match, he yeah, just the casually walked out, challenge yeah. cup. I was one game off my youngest brother, Glenn, who played with the Eels and the Panthers as well and um, Queensland uh, crushes. Um, he came over as a 16-year-old with me and um, I, I broke, I had my jaw broken. and they didn't like guys he's taken their divisions, oh, obviously, but uh, I copped an elbow and I was wired up for six weeks. But um, we were one game from winning. They, they took him out at half-time, but if he'd stayed on, he was a, he was a phenomenal player, my brother. And uh, sure. he, he just turned 16 and, and Frank Myler, who was a great Britain coach, he was playing just park with over there and, Picked him up, but um, yeah, he's um, he, he went on to do some great things, my brother, and um, now he works with the Panthers running their Indigenous programs as oh, well. Wow. So it's yeah, pretty pretty good job to him, which is great. No, that's fair. Um, and who was which team during your time in the NSWRL was the toughest to go up against for you personally? Oh, mate, you know it's funny. I, I look at the games now, and um, here obviously. They're starting to let crowds back in, but um, seeing these guys hit each other, I'm thinking, you know, like I said earlier, I, I turned 60 in February, and um, it seems to now have caught up with me. I've had a knee replacement. I've just had a, you know, in my career, I had a shoulder reconstruction, an ankle reconstruction. Um, I just had seven back surgeries to burn the nerves. I got bulging discs, annular discs. It's just two broken jaws, broken cheekbones, seven broken noses. You know, like it's been pretty horrific um, to now what's happening to a lot of the players with their memory loss and all that sort of stuff you know with the cut with, when we got CCS knocked out over there yeah we, we just um, we went back on the field you know and uh, now those, they sit lights down and take them off and they don't let them go back on until they're you know, okay you know? so this is a big, it's a big deal and um, it needs to be seriously looked at with the blokes that are in my era that were running around getting Knocked around because it was a tough. They were tough blokes. To, you know, Mel Meninga was a solid bloke, and Noel Cleal. I played with Cleal and and um, Steve Folks and and Hull and um, Crush is a monster. You know, yeah, and I used to he's a man, man. Run, run into him. Yeah, so I, I didn't like it very much. So, but uh, yeah, it's a different. And they're still, you know, look at the Eels boys now. Sebo hits blokes. He's he's built like a front rower. You know, oh, like they're all. A lot they're of the wingers these days are built like front rollers, and it's like they're just getting bigger and faster. And I know, like, I know. Insane. I think the best the best try I ever saw was Eric Grove at the City Cricket Ground playing the Bulldogs in a lead up to a grand final, and um, he beat seven players running from one side of the field and just kept bouncing blades up. But Guru was a beach sprinter and built pretty solid himself, um, yeah. and phenomenal. You know, player and bloke, very humble fella. So, yeah, but they're, they're, I'd, I'd hate to be playing nowadays. But, uh, they're, they're very savage, the boys that are hitting each other around the park at the moment. So, I don't know how they're going to pull up in a few years' time and yeah, uh, sure. they're stuck at now. And speaking of finals footy, because we are into the finals at the moment, yes. Parramatta are yep. in it, and there's obviously five other teams. Who do you think yep. uh, the which team do you think is a definite is going to be in the grand final, and who do you think could maybe get there, sort of thing? Well, obviously, looked at um, what the Roosters have been doing, and when they got 
you know, slapped around by South 60 to 8 or 12, whatever the score was. Um, I don't know if they were throwing that game to play the, the Knights and, and then the Knights got, you know, South got them. And so South are, you know, I think that quite achievers. I'd love to, I'd love to say, I'd love to say Eels, but, um, I don't know. We've lost a few players and I just don't know how they're going to recover from that. But, um, and, and the Roosters are, are solid, you know, so, and then you can't count out Storm either because they're, 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 you know, they've been around, you know, they've played in a few grand finals, as you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm tipping South Roosters, um, Storm and Eels, but I, I couldn't tell you who, who's going to come up. And, you know, the, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one there, but they're all pretty tight at the moment, you know, so, yeah. Who no, you, you tipping? Um, well, I mean, this week's round of tips, I've gone the Raiders and um, okay, and the yeah. Bunnies. But yeah, I, okay. I reckon Penrith will be there in the grand final. Um, oh, well, yeah, of course, Penrith as well. Yeah, I that's reckon that's Penrith will be in the grand final, but I don't yeah. know who yeah. it's going to be against. I'd love to see a Penrith-Rabbitohs grand final. Um, yeah, I'd love yeah, that'd be good, actually. As you said, the Rabbitohs are definitely the quiet achievers at the moment. Like, they're just getting the job done. Yes, they smoked yeah. the Roosters, but, like, you know, that they did a good win this weekend, um, just gone. I reckon yeah. they're a, you know, they're they're a dark horse. You know, everyone's If Kikau gets off for that careless tackle, because oh. they're apparently going to suspend him for a week, so... I reckon, he's, yeah, he's, if he gets you know, hopefully he'll get out. Win. Yeah. Yeah, they're a big chance. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, how could I forget the Panthers? Jeez, yeah. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get carved up for that. <laughs> no, nah, that's all good. Um, Sorry to all the Panthers fans. I do love Penrith. My parents live out there, and I grew up there, so I do <laughs> love the, love the team. No, nah, that's all good. So. Um, what's your favourite beer of choice at the moment? Beer. Yeah, mate. What's your favourite beer of choice? I don't drink beer. Huh? I've never been a beer drinker. No. Well, what's your drink of choice? Then? Uh, I. I spoke to the crow who owns a pub in Gerringong. Yep. And uh, because we have a union, the boys get a little bit dirty on me because I drink mineral water. And they said, can you come up here and at least have a drink with us? And I said, well, like, I'm you know, in the 50s now. Why do I have to you know, have a drink uh, with you guys? I, I did something very stupid when I was younger and had 22 shots of tequila slammers. And I'd wake up the next day in the back of my car in a very, very bad way. So I, that was the end of never having that sort of stuff anymore. So that's fair. So my drink of choice is a Canadian club and dry. Yeah. Like, no. With ice and, and, and a lemon or a lime. Yeah, yeah nice. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Um yeah. how do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, and speaking of your debut with Parramatta, you know, you said, you know, Jack yep. Gibson was like, this is Jack Gibson. You're like, nah, fuck off it is, etc. What was what was it like going out on for your first game of first grade footy for Parramatta? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, obviously you, you, everyone, every young bloke wants to do that, you know, like let's, let's play league and have an opportunity to play. You know, I ended up living in Sterlo for a couple of years. It was interesting when I moved in with him. He had one cup, one knife and fork and one plate, basically, and all these um, Australian jerseys and State of Origin jerseys and everything was just thrown in, a, in the bath. My mum took them home and washed them. <laughs> and for a couple of weeks and brought them back, I should have snipped them and taken them off him because they'd be worth a, probably a ton of money now. But um, yeah, like uh, you know, it was sort of 
being out there, you just sort of knew the blokes around you, what they were capable of. So, you know, I, I was all, you know, either playing fullback or wing. So, you know, I was just used to just roll off Mick Crane and he'd hold three blokes up and get the ball away. They sort of made me look good. You know, Brett Kenny was a freak. And, yep. You know, Brett, Brett's, you know, one of the most laid-back humans I've ever met. You know, in the 83 grand final, I'm hopeful this won't offend people, but... um. We're in the dressing room getting ready to run out and I've, you know, I've had a big year. I picked up the Daly M Rookie of the Year and um, Sports Riders Rookie of the Year and all that sort of stuff. It was really nice. And camera crew came out and filmed me before grand final and um, I'm in the dressing room and Brett Kenny walks walks on his all fours naked. <laughs> um, um, going, I'm going, mate, we're, paying, we're just going to play in our grand final right now. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I went. There and um, he goes, oh, I'm just doing a British bulldog, and I've gone, are you for real? <laughs> this is how laid back this bloke was. People wouldn't know that story, but um, I'm breaking it here on your podcast. But yeah, um, wow. <laughs> Red is one of the most laid back blokes you know I've ever met, and, and achieved everything in a game, and uh, he potentially should be the next immortal. You know, oh, like um, one, one of definitely. You know, you know I'm catching up. Yeah. I'm catching up with him tomorrow for like for a beer and whatnot. So it'll be great. To, <laughs> it, it, it'll be great to bring up that. Like we're not going to be him, recording. Give him my regards great. and say Lydia's, um told that on your podcast. Yeah, well, so I will, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. I speak to Brett. He's been saying um, reasonable. Like for forty years, we've been having phone calls. And uh, fairly regularly, and um, I'll go, hey, Bert, how you going? He goes, I'm reasonable. <laughs> how about you? And I said, I'm pretty reasonable myself. So um, I had, a, I was up in Cairns, and I was driving all these black fellas to a community, and they go, who can you talk to about his years? And I said, oh, this one fellow, Brett Kenny, he's, um, he, I go, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we love him. And I said, he's been staying reasonable. That's the only thing he ever says when we answer the phone. And I I rang him and they're all standing around waiting for him to say reasonable. And um, he bloody goes, no, I'm, I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm going, no, you're not good. You're supposed to say reasonable. I've got all these waffles that want you to say reasonable. So I ask him about the reasonable. Say, how are you feeling? He'll go, I'm reasonable. Oh, I bet you. 100%. He says it to everybody. So have a go at him about that when you see him as well. Oh, I, will. So, I will for yeah. sure. I'm um, closing out the chinwag. I'll ask, what advice would you have for any youngsters that would love to get into the big leagues one day? Well, I was always determined. I always thought, you know, fitness was going to get me there, and I, I trained really hard. So I put a lot of work in, you know. I didn't uh, take any shortcuts, and I think, and I still do that today in business. But um, I think you just put the hard yards and believe in yourself, you know, for a young bloke who grew up and didn't think he'd um, end up playing where he did and for who he did and what he did. Um, I still pinch myself and... Um, feel really humbled when people still remember who I am and um, uh, I just I'm very grateful to the coach and guys that I had and Billy Rayner who we are sadly no longer here but um, yeah I, I, I think just train hard don't don't do drugs and go easy on the alcohol and because uh, that, that won't help you but uh, yeah just put your 100% in 